Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning and welcome to Agent Power Huddle. I'm Jesse Zagorski. I'm a broker associate with EXP from San Diego, and I have the pleasure of introducing you to someone, maybe you saw him a few weeks ago. His name is Asher Bell. I'm even gonna include the middle name of Jay today, Asher J. Bell. And uh, Asher, he's looking he's looking dapper in the, like the hat and the shirt. Asher, how are you this morning, man? Go ahead and unmute yourself and say, say good morning. You gotta unmute yourself, you are on mute. Can you guys hear me? Now we hear you, so how are you doing this morning? I am doing fantastic, Jesse. I am so excited about this series. I couldn't even sleep last night. I actually got up early this time because I was petrified of being late. Um, so I am excited and I'm just so grateful to be here. How's everybody else doing? Is everybody else awake yet? Has everyone had their coffee? Thumbs up if you had your coffee. Yeah, we got well, a I'm, I'm checking. I'm checking coffee or your tea or your morning Whatever. Thumb. Okay. I'm checking. Okay. I see thumbs up everywhere. Almost everywhere. Great. Great. Okay. You guys are ready. I'm ready. We're all ready. This is awesome. I, I got to frame this up by the way, before we dive in. So I, I know, and by the way, if you have your camera off, if you're anywhere in the ability to turn your camera on, like th- we're going to have some fun today. So if you can turn your camera on, please do. Otherwise, Carolyn, right? Yeah, Rhonda, Lisa, who's here, we're going to have some fun. So <laughs> holy smokes, I got to give you some background <laughs> on who Asher is and how I met him. So Asher and I met at an EXP event in Cabo earlier this year, and I'd never met the guy before, but his energy knocked me off my feet. Like we ended up talking to like two in the morning, sitting in this little tiny like coffee shop, like everyone else went to sleep. We're just like talking real estate, nerding out, connecting on deep life things. And so, anyway, we became friends and uh, life is good. And so Asher was like, I wanna do a multi-part series on emotional intelligence. And this morning is number one, it's called managing emotions. So not only did Asher build a career as a solo agent very quickly leveraging social media, but he has an interesting perspective on take on it. So I don't even know where you want to start today, Asher, with managing emotions, but this is part one of a multi-part series on emotional intelligence. And it's the perfect time right now, given what's going on in the market. So Asher, where where are we starting off with this uh, managing emotions? So first and foremost, I just want to start off and just... Give honor to God because that's my foundation. I am I'm founded on faith and faith is going to be a pillar um, throughout this conversation because that's what it takes for me to move forward through all these trials and tribulations that I've been experiencing. And I'm sure you guys have been experiencing as well. So first and foremost, we're also going to go into um, something more interactive than just me talking and speaking, because I feel like, you know, having engagement back and forth is going to make this much more entertaining um, in comparison to you just sitting and saying, OK, what is this guy going to talk about for 30 minutes? So I just want to also start off with with a story. So and I also want to start off with an analogy. So does anyone else here play golf? Nobody. Okay, I'm the only golfer. I'm the only golfer. Oh Does my miniature goodness. golf count. <laughs> miniature golf can count. Yeah, at least it's, it's, mini golf. Mini golf can be frustrating. Well, I'm going to relate this um, to golf because it's something that I do. And it's, and golf is kind of known as the sport that you can't conquer um, because no matter how many times you go out and hit the ball, you're going to hit bad shots. 
And those bad shots can almost destroy your mentality, especially when you've hit a couple of good shots and you're starting to feel like you've got it. And you're starting to feel like you've got a groove and you've got a rhythm. And then all of a sudden, boom, you duff the ball or you completely miss the ball or you hit the ball to another fairway or you hit the ball in the water. And you're just like, you, you sometimes you want to just have a meltdown. Like, oh my goodness, I just ruined my score. I've ruined the day. What am I going to do? And then guess what happens? That transcends to the next hole and the next hole and the next hole. And you start to go on this downward trajectory because your emotions, because of your mindset. Well, I'm just going to be vulnerable here. Um, when this slowdown started to happen at the beginning of the year, I want to say March, February, we started February, March, April, we started to feel it. And then the feds basically hit a light switch with these interest rates. And it literally shocked the marketplace for, for kind of buyers and sellers, right? Because the lack of buyers now affects the sellers. Now the sellers are sitting on the market and the buyers are sitting on the sidelines. So the activity has come from here to here to almost little to no activity out of nowhere because everyone's shocked. Everyone's scared, right? So emotions are all over the place. So what happens when that happens? Well, people don't know what to do. People are scared. Um, people are frightened, people are unsure, people are uncertain, right? So this lack of activity causes everybody to kind of just freeze in place. But what does that do to the statistics and the data and the numbers? It's, a, it's transcending downwards. The trajectory is now here. And we're like, what do we do? As realtors, you know, I, I'm a full-time real estate agent. I, I also have a loan license, but I practice real estate. That's that's my bread and butter. That's what I do. So when my business was here, right, that's like me hitting these good shots. I'm like feeling like Tiger Woods out there. I'm just four. I'm just yelling, you know, it's just going in the hole. And I'm just like, everything is great. Um, those were the last two years of COVID. Everything has been awesome. Everything's been amazing. You know, I can go outside and just say, hey, I'm in real estate. And someone's going to say, yeah, can you sell my house? And then I'm going to put it on the market and it's going to have offers in four days. And we're going to be in contract in seven days. And it's just amazing. It's cheerful. It's joyful. I'm happy. And then this market slowdown just happens. They, the feds flip the light switch and then everything just almost comes to a halt. That's like me hitting the ball into another fairway, hitting it to the water, hitting it to the bushes where I can't find it and ruining it, ruining our score, ruining that joy, ruining our emotions because they were so high. So I tend to be an emotional person. I just got to admit that. So when that happened, I started to get a little depressed because I, I put a home on the market, a beautiful home on the market. I mean, porcelain tile floors, had a custom pool house with a projector in it, beautiful Spanish style pool, um, you know, 3,000 plus square feet. I mean, this home is gorgeous. And I put it on the market. I'm, I'm already, I'm already rubbing my hands together. Like, wow, what this is gonna be great. I can't wait. You're, and you're spending happening. the commission. You're spending the commission check before it even hits the MLS. I'm already planning my golf trip to Pebble Beach. I'm like, I'm gonna go to Pebble. I'm staying um, at the hotel. I'm gonna eat out at these restaurants. I've already spent the check. 
So a week goes by and we're getting showings, but no offers. Another week goes by still getting a couple of showings. It's not as much as I'm used to, but no offers. Then the third week goes by. Now I'm getting very, very, very nervous. No offers. Third week goes by. I mean, fourth week goes by and then I'm almost getting no showings. So I'm like, why isn't anyone making offers? This home is gorgeous. Um, it's a million dollar home. Um, and in this and in the market that I'm in, they, you know, there's not there's not a, a bunch of million dollar homes. So it's a, it's a higher priced home. And then we're in our in our fourth week. And then now we're toggling. We're listed at one one eight five. And we're getting it. We finally get someone coming and writing an offer at one one. And I'm like, whoa, $85,000 lower. I'm like, what am I going to do here? How am I going to get my seller to come down to 85,000? He was hoping, expecting to get 1.2. So now I'm having to go and have these, you know, these, this conversation with the seller, like, Hey, we've been sitting on the market for 30 days. What are we going to do here? Um, we're, we're going to have to, you know, meet, meet these guys somewhere. So we play the game and we come down here, 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 here. And we, we finally come to the conclusion after about three or four days, this is probably the best that we're going to get. So what I, I had to do is I had to go back into the data and the statistics. I said, look, the average price point in California has been inflated to $834,000. So we're definitely above that, but we're still at an inflated price point because we're looking at comps and we can easily justify 1.2 easily, right? We have multiple comparable sales that justifies that price point. But I said, look, the market is apparently started to shift. We've showed the home to 40 or plus people and we haven't received any offers. I said, even at 1.1, because we're, we're already in contract on another property where we already had the numbers to where 1.2 was tied into the equation of what he would have to put down, what will closing costs be, what would the offer need to be at, right? And that's what we were in contract with on the replacement property. So the home had to sell at 1.2 for the equation to work on the replacement property. So all of these things, we're going through all of these things, right? And I finally get the seller to come down to 1.1. And I'm like, oh, thank God. And I'm thinking I'm over the hurdle. But the biggest hurdle was going back to the sellers on the replacement property and having them come down as well to, to somewhere under 1.2 in order for the equation to work. Why am I sharing this story? Because emotions were all over the place through this battle. Not only do I have emotions high, low, high, low, high, low on the back and forth of the negotiation on the sale of my client's property, but the emotions are high, low, high, low, high, low for both me and the other agent on the other end who had already been sitting on the market for 60 days when we wrote an offer on that property. So the emotions are all over the place because they we have to lower the price. They have to lower the price. The market is, is now experiencing this, not just here, but everywhere. Agents are calling me and how's your, hey, how's your property going? Hey, is your property moving? My property's not moving either. What's going on? I don't know. So emotions are frantic. So what do we do? Well, in the heat of things, I started to, to go from, from, okay, I'm happy. Okay, I'm not happy. Okay, I'm happy. I'm not happy. Okay, I'm on this teeter-totter. I'm, I'm, I'm going up and I'm doing down, I'm going up and I'm going down and it sucked. I wasn't managing my emotions. I was all over the place. 
it was starting to affect my personal life. It was starting to affect my family because sometimes I, I feel like coming home and, and playing with my son and, and, and giving my wife the attention that she needs. And other times I'm just, I'm just slouched in my chair, not really talking much. And it's affecting my family. And, and that's my why. That's why I'm doing this. So in, in, in direct proportion to my emotions, it's now affecting my personal life and now it's affecting my family. So that's why managing emotions is so important. But I had to go through it. I had to go through the fire. I had to go through this trial and see things go out of whack and see things kind of fall down and see things kind of fall apart for a second. And I started to say, wait a second, wait a second. You know what? I'm making it through. Although this this process was absolutely upside down, I still was making it through. And guess what? We ended up closing on both properties. We ended up making the agreement, right? We came to an agreement. So then now as I look back retrospectively, I say, wow, if I had just maintained my composure just a little bit more, if I would just focus on the end goal just a little bit more, not everything going on around me and just focus on my target, on my objective at the moment. I said, I probably didn't have to go so up and down the entire time. I said, OK, so next time around, what can I do better? How can I be better through this? What what can I do so that this process doesn't look like this again, even if I go through the same types of emotions? How do I control this? I said, you know what? I got, I got to manage my emotions and understand that I can't control the market, but what I can control is my energy, my attitude, and my effort. I can control my energy. I can control my attitude and I can control my effort, but I can't control the marketplace, right? Sometimes we can't control our clients. Most of the time we can't control our clients. We can only make recommendations and suggestions to our clients, right? And give them advice and advise them on what we feel is best, but we can't necessarily control them, but we can control our energy, our attitude and our effort. So moving into the next situation. So I get another listing and we're experiencing the same type of slowdown. But I'm not going to panic this time because I learned that from the last episode. I said, you know what? I got to I got to just hold on and focus on the end goal. And then I have to fall back on my skill sets. So this is something that's going to be huge. Right. Because if I'm overly emotional, I'm up and down I'm, and I'm not thinking clearly. Well, I can't necessarily focus on my skills at that point. I'm not I'm not acting and operating skillfully at this point, I'm acting in, in panic and frantically, right? I'm acting based off these emotions. I'm no longer using the skills that I have acquired and I've obtained and, and I haven't, and I've sharpened these skills. I'm not using them the way that I could be if my emotions, if I was, if I was composed. So I said, let me remain composed here and do everything that I can to capitalize on what I've learned, right? I've built these skills. I spent money. I spent time. I've been to seminars. I've read books. I've had all these conversations with mentors. I've had coaching. I've done all these things to, to become skilled at what I do. Let me focus more on the skills that I've acquired and manage my emotions. Just come into this place where I say, you know what? I can't control this, but I can't control this. I can control this here and this, and this, uh, um, 
in this arena right here. I can control everything here and especially here. So I started to focus on managing those emotions. And guess what? As I'm getting through it, it doesn't make it easier, but I've gotten better. I've gotten better at managing me. I've gotten better at managing my emotions. I've gotten better at managing my mindset going through these struggles. And I said, you know what? This is a whole heck of a lot better now because when I come home, I've come home into a place where now I'm not bringing negative energy home. I'm bringing composed energy home. So guess what? Now I can make a shift. I can shift now because I'm composed. I can shift into family mode and say, hey, honey, you know, still moving a little bit slow, still haven't got as much traction, right? We still haven't received any offers, but I, I've, I've been through this before. So what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to focus on the end goal. I'm going to focus on what I know best. I'm going to focus on my skills. Can I give you, can I give you a visual asher that I think you'll love? Cause I had a coach tell me years ago, like everything you're saying is so spot on, right? The energy you bring to the transaction, your clients, your buyers and sellers are looking to you, whether consciously or subconsciously to be the guide as to like, if you're flipped out, there's no way they're staying calm, right? So this is the visual I heard long ago. Ready for this? So imagine you got on an airplane, right? Can you hear me if I talk to the microphone like this? I like how yeah. it sounds. I talk to this. You get on <laughs> the pilot gets up to the plate and the pilot goes, welcome to our flight. We're going to be cruising today at 30,000 feet. Once we reach cruising altitude, the stewardesses and stewards will be coming by, giving you drink selection. We'll be cruising for apparently three and a half hours until we come to a calm descent at your final destination. Thanks for flying today. And let's get ready to roll. How do you feel when you hear that, right, Asher? Like you feel pretty good. You're like, I'm, I'm okay on this, but you feel good about that? Right, yeah. Now imagine the same pilot gets on the plane, same exact flight, same place you're going and does this. Good morning, welcome to your flight. We'll be cruising at 30,000 feet today. Um, I haven't flown in this kind of conditions in a while and I am freaked out. Oh my God, I have no idea what the heck is going on. This will be a crazy flight. Okay, keep your seatbelt on. This is nuts. All right, I'll see you later. When we get down. All right, bye. How do you feel now? You're like hitting the call button. You're like, I'm out of here. I am so out of here. I'm not on this plane. That is what agents do on a daily basis. Does that, does that sit for you? Yes, absolutely. I just want wow. to it like exactly what you're describing. That's what sticks in my mind every time these agents like, so what you're talking about is spot on because you have to figure out how do you get your own, you can be in total chaos and turmoil. That's normal. But how do you get it in check enough when you go communicate with these clients? So what do you do, Asher? Like you're getting better at it. How did you get better at it? What did you like? That is that is actually what I was leading into because how how do you just manage your emotions, right? Hey, just manage your emotions. Yeah, that works. Just go do it. No, but what I did do is I had to find things that was gonna that would allow me to bring myself back into composure. So number one, I took breaks. What, what were breaks for me? Breaks for me were sometimes maybe waking up extra early and going and playing around the golf. Even though sometimes I hit good and bad shots, I was still away from work. I was still away from, you know, at, the, at that point, family and everything else. And I was able to just go do something that would bring me peace, that brings me to be calm. Number two, there's meditation or prayer. So whether you're religious or not, me, it's prayer. For you, it might be meditation. But I had to get back to routinely doing things that brought me peace, whether it be throughout the day or whether it be at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, whether it be morning, noon and night. You have to get back to doing things that bring you peace when there's a storm going on. If you can sidestep or pivot and take a break 
or or separate yourself from the situation that you're in and do something that brings you peace. It helps you mitigate all the stress, all the frustration, all the nervousness, all the tension that's being brought. You know that everything that's unplugged, when you plug it back in, it's going to work again. As long as as long as it's it's not broken, right? Whatever you're using, your computer, your laptop, your phone. As a matter of fact, you have to plug your phone in every now and then because you run your battery down. We're, it's the same thing with, with, with our bodies, with our mind, with our soul. Sometimes we need to unplug and then plug back in and then we'll begin to work again. We're going to function properly. And then sometimes, you know, plug in back in and then recharging. What is what are you doing to recharge? Do you take walks? Do you ride? But these things are so simple, right? I'm not I'm not creating a new phenomenon of how how to how to bring yourself back into into reality, right? Or snap in or snap out of it, right? We're not creating a time machine, but getting back to certain things that you can unplug and do to bring you peace. You got to start thinking about that. It's it's creating the self awareness to do it. That's what like it, you're not reinventing anything, but it's the, you're bringing self awareness to people to actually take that pause. That's that's the distinction. And, and and it's so huge because I don't know if there's anybody else on the call like me. I'm a finisher. I want things done now. I want things done yesterday. When I start something, I want to finish it right, and I want to have control of it. I'm kind of a control freak, right? Because I know that me, my, me and my personality, when I have control of something, then I'm going to do what needs to be done in order to get it done, right? I'm going to fight as hard as I need to fight in order to accomplish my goal. I'm an achiever, right? Everyone on this call is an achiever. It's eight o'clock and you got this guy with a fedora on talking about managing his, managing your emotions, you got to be an achiever to sit down and listen to somebody like me, blah, 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 about, about how do we manage our emotions, things that we all know how to do. We're just not doing them. But as an achiever, what's hard for me to do, you know, what's hard for me to do here, here it is. It's hard for me to unplug. It's hard for me to stop because I feel like I'm taking my hands off the wheel and I'm going to crash. I feel like something's going to fall apart. If I, if I step back for a minute, I feel like everything's just going to go downhill if I'm not involved. But you want to know that couldn't be further from the truth. Now, now, of course, there are things that need to be tended to, right? Of course, there are things that need and require your full attention. But once you manage those things that are absolutely critical, mission critical, that need attention, not everything needs immediate attention. You don't always have to answer that phone call right away without thinking about what you're going to do or how you're going to react. Sometimes you need to look at the phone and send the message busy at the moment. I will call you back so you can get into a place and say, I'm going to breathe before I answer this phone call. I'm going to breathe before I step into this meeting. I'm going to breathe before I step into problem solving mode. So I can bring myself into a mode where I have enough peace and I have enough awareness to where I can refocus before I walk into the fire room. Because you have to be prepared for conversations. The last thing you want to do is be unprepared and walk into a conversation 
You're you're walking into a slaughterhouse, right? It's going to eat you alive. You're going to get chopped up. So you got to take a moment to just breathe, stretch and let it go. There's a song that's called Breathe, Stretch and Let It Go. I don't know if you guys have heard that song. I heard that song. No, but, but I want right? to hear it. Breathe, stretch and let it go. I'm in. Right. You, got, you might have to you, you might have to YouTube that song. Breathe, stretch and let it go right before. And that's a part of managing your emotions is being aware enough of when to not enter into something, when to park something, when to revisit something or when to refocus, re-encompass and reevaluate before you walk into something. Being aware is, sim- is a simple task. We just don't do it. Has anyone else, can anyone else admit that you know, it's hard for them to unplug and they're not always aware as they should be. And they'll just walk into something when they weren't really prepared. And then it turns out and it, it really sometimes messes you up more than the other person. And sometimes it messes everything up because you just you just say things and you're just you're kind of spontaneously responding and reacting to the situation. Oh, my God, I got to go. My seller's calling me and then they don't know what they want. They're mad. They saw the offer that I emailed them and they're just going crazy. Breathe. Stretch. Let it go for a second. All right, I'm going to walk into this and and I'm going to rethink this. I'm going to re-encompass how I'm going to deal with this. All right, I know they're upset, but I don't have to walk in upset because negative energy and negative energy come into this. So if I can somehow come in like this nice and open and they're already like this, no, I'm not going to do this and this thing's upside down and, and I'm just ready to fight. And I come in and everything that I do is defusing the situation. Sooner or later, they start to, okay, well, hey, you know that things are not as bad as you think. Okay. All right. Hey, well, guess what? We're still going to get your replacement property. Okay. Hey, I talked to the sales on the other end and they're also willing. Okay, great. Well, whoa. I don't even know what I was complaining about. And sooner or later, it starts to come together. But if you don't manage your emotions, if you don't control what's here, if you can't control this, you won't get to this. It's either going to be here or here or or here, right? But we need to get back here. We need to get back to making agreements, but we can't do that if we don't manage our own emotions. Is anybody here relatable? Is this relatable? Is this relatable? Is anybody else here feeling this? Hold on, I'm going to check. I'm going to check. Can I get some hands raised or some thumbs up? Is anybody else, can anyone else relate to this on the call? Does anyone else think that this is important? Does this, is this gonna, is this something that you need to intentionally be aware of? I know it is for me. And I know that every single day that I've been going through this, I've been getting better at it. I'm at a point now where I've got a listing right now. It's not moving, but I'm not freaking out because I can't control the market. I can only control my skills. I can only control my emotions. Managing your emotions is a skill. Does anyone else agree with that? 100%. And Asher, we are at the, uh, we're at the bottom of the hour, which tells me why, by the way, this is a four part series. So give us a teaser. I mean, I'll let you wrap up here. So think about how you want to pull this all together. Everyone here is, by the way, they're saying like, get out of my own head. Like get You are nailing this. Okay. So, so here's, here's, and I'll let you wrap this, pull it all together. But what is part two going to be on? Let's give us a teaser. What's part two going to be on? Managing your expectations. Cartoons Manager Expectations. Lisa, let us know the date, if you can look it up when the, that one's going to happen. And uh, while Asher's thinking of his final thoughts, how we're going to pull this together. Tomorrow, guys, we have an amazing coach, Amy Izzo, who's going to be doing Agent Power Huddle. She's going to be more to the, 
tactical side of things. She's doing uh, call scripts, part two, right? Going over like expired circle prospecting for sale by owners. Some of you who need to jumpstart business, get on the call tomorrow morning. Okay. It, it's like, we're talking like now business and Amy is a master of that. All right. But let's go back to mindset and managing emotions. It finishes up today. Uh, Lisa, do you know what date the next one is? You, did you find the date for the next one with Asher? No. I believe we it is October 4th. Perfect. So October 4th. So if you need some of this before then follow Asher on Instagram, follow Asher on social media, right? He drops stuff like this on a regular basis. But if you, uh, if you, if the next one we're officially doing an agent power huddle is October 4th. All right. How are we pulling this all together, Asher? All right. I'm just dropping my Instagram in the chat. It's at Asher underscore J underscore bell. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring all this together is number one, breathe, stretch, and let it go. Before you walk into any situation, take the time to self-reflect on what's going on and how you're going to lead into number two, control your energy, your attitude, and your effort, right? Focus on what you can control while dealing with what you can't control. These are the two biggest points that you can walk away with today. Takes, and then the third, sorry, wrap it into a third. Take some time to unplug. In between the frustration, the tension, the chaos, take some time to unplug and get back to doing things that bring you peace. That's so important for you to do anything that we talked about in this call. I really hope this was helpful, you guys. I really look forward to the next series, Managing Your Expectations, because that is absolutely critical, critical to your success is managing your own expectations and we've got, it's going to be action packed. I can't wait. Thank you so much, Jesse and Lisa for putting this together. I am super excited. I will see you guys all on the floor. Go out there and crush it. Go out there and let's do business, but let's maintain our composure and manage our expectations. I love it. Asher, have a wonderful day. Autumn, let's see if she found the song. Breathe, stretch, shake. Did she find it? <laughs> I, I could not. I, I looked at it. Next time, Asher, we'll have that one. All right. Anyway, <laughs> all right, buddy. All right. Bye, you guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.